This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. We are so glad you're at Nova Church. Welcome to church. Welcome to church. Welcome to church. We are so excited that you made the effort to come. So many people, visitors and friends and guests coming just to cheer us on today. And then some of you got a flyer, saw a Facebook ad. Man, we were everywhere. I was sick of seeing Nova Church this week. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. But we're glad you made it today. We're really glad you're here. Thank you for walking, driving, flying. So honored to have friends from all over the world here today. And I want to let you know today that when you leave, when you're walking out today, you'll get one of these Next Steps cards. And we want to believe as a church, a church is not a service. I don't know if you knew that. Church is not a meeting. Church is a community. It's a family. And I want to let you know, if you're looking for family, that's why we say you belong. Because no matter if you disagree, no matter what happens, family is family. We believe church is family. But when you walk out today, you'll get one of these cards. And starting next week and every week after this week, starting next week, we do a thing called Next Steps. And really, it's simple. It's this. It's, it's, it's just give us 45 minutes after the service, four weeks in a row. And we want to get you connected to your faith, your, to grow in your faith, and get connected to your church family, Nova, if you choose to make this home. It's, it's four weeks. We're going to help you grow in your faith, connect with God. We're going to learn more, more about your giftings. And then we're going to put you, if you want, you want to jump in and help us with this church. And it helps us because when you go through these four next steps, then you can serve us in kids ministry and worship teams and, and making coffee. How many love coffee? Come on, somebody. Come on. Jesus gives us freedom, but coffee, come on, and Red Bull gives us wings. Amen? But you can help us. But you know what? To be honest, it actually helps you because we believe that it's always more fun. It's always better when you're involved. And you always enjoy stuff when you're invested. The hardest things in life are usually the best things in life. And we want to have a chance for you, not just to attend. You can attend if you want. But we want to make it really easy for you to connect. And if you give us four weeks, it's 45 minutes after each service. We'll look after your kids. We'll make sure you got food and coffee. But just 45 minutes starting next week. If you can sign up at the table today, look for the big wall, the blue wall that says what's next. And we'll give us a couple weeks and we can get you connected and enjoy your journey. That is Nova Church. Anybody have a Bible today? If you don't have a Bible, that's all right. But if you have a Bible, can you just hold it up? Hold it. Where are my real Bibles? Where are my, where are my glow-in-the-dark Bibles? Anybody got iPhones, Android? I won't even ask you about Blackberries. They don't work. All right. But if you got a Bible today, if you turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I'm going to just share for a few minutes today before we go grab some coffee, grab your kids. You have to grab your kids. If you drop your kids off, you got to take them with you, just so you know. Some of you are like, no, no, they're yours now. No, your kids. And I'm so thankful we have so many amazing people in our kids' ministry, nurses and doctors and, and police officers and principals and, and all these teachers. And we have such amazing people right now, not just babysitting, but just loving on your kids. And, and uh, we're so thankful. And, uh, but before we go today, I want to read the Bible, and then we're going to just share a little bit. And hopefully you'll be encouraged today. That's our goal. If you're looking for something to feel today, it's celebration and encouragement. If you're looking for condemnation, you came to the wrong place. God didn't want to condemn the world. If he did, he would have sent a condemner. But he sent a savior because he wants to save us. I want to let you know it's good news. It's good news. Look at your neighbor and say it's good news. I want to let you know Nova's a talking church. We're a loud church. Amen. The winning team is always the loudest. That's why Leaf fans are so quiet. All right. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I'm going to start reading in verse 11, and uh, we may have the scriptures show up this week or next week, but if not, just follow along. Let me read a few verses for you today. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 is a story. 
here of a God wants to do his heart for us. And I think God speaks to us today. It says in verse 11, because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. I think that's a great verse right there. I want to let you know we're sincere today. Our goal is not to make a name for ourselves. Our goal is not to have a, a, a large church for the sake of a large church. Our goal is sincere and let you know that God is good. My friends, I want to let you know we're working hard as a church because we believe this, that your works won't get you to heaven. Christianity and, and faith in Jesus is the only religion that you don't have to try to earn your way. You don't have to give enough or sing enough or be good enough to get to heaven. God came down to make a way for us. Your works, I want to let you know, though some of you gave in the offering, you can't give your way to heaven. You can't sing your way to heaven. You can't, you can't come to church enough. Your works, you can, you're not good enough to get to heaven. Your works don't get you to heaven, but your works can get somebody else to Jesus. And we believe as a church, that's why we're going to work hard. And we're sincere in our, in, our, in our plea with you today that we're going to work hard as a church to make sure this city knows, families know, the people know that God is good and you belong in God's presence. Amen? We're sincere today. It says, are we commending ourselves to you again? No. We are giving you reason to be proud of us. I hope you're proud of us today. I'm really proud of this team. I'm a crier, by the way, and I cry really ugly. <laughs> It's crugly, by the way. So just, I don't apologize. I just want to warn you. I may need a moment here or there, okay? I'm going to like five hours sleep and two Red Bulls, so just know, all right? I'm very proud of our team today. So proud of my wife. Love my wife. Got those red boots on today. Hello, girl. Looking good. It says in verse 13, verse 13, if it seems that we are crazy, it is to bring the glory to God. Don't you love the Bible? If it seems, some of you are like, you guys are crazy. I know, but you're enjoying it, right? Some of you are like, this is church? That doesn't look like a pastor. Thank you. You see his wife's boots? I know. <laughs> it's dark in here. We like it that way. Some of you are like, I don't know. I like it. Listen, you may not believe it, but the coffee's good and the people are friendly. So you're like, hey, I love this. It says, if we seem crazy, it's to bring glory to God. If, I like this, big circle there. If, if we are in our right minds, it's for your benefit. I think we're in our right minds. But I want to let you know today, we don't apologize for our passion. Why is it when a video game comes out or a new phone comes out, what are they on, iPhone 20s now or something? Is it me or the iPhone's getting bigger and the iPad's getting smaller? They're, they're, they're just kind of scamming us. But why is it when a new gadget comes out, we can line up at a store at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, and wait, and people call that passion. But if people get excited about the goodness of God, that a God that forgives you, a God that made you can help you. People call that fanatics. I want to let you know, we don't apologize for being passionate in church. Listen, I thank God for iPhones, but iPhones didn't erase my mistakes. iPhones didn't help me on my worst day. I am thankful for a God, and we do not apologize. Something like, you're crazy, I know, but we're having fun. Heard someone say, I think it's a cult. Well, if it's, it is a cult, it's a really good one. I'll just let you know right now. <laughs> Good coffee. Coffee makes a difference. But I want to let you know today, we're sincere. In our church, as we build this culture, we're a loud church. We're a passionate church. We're not just trying to be hype, but we are excited that we get to do this. We're excited. It says this. It says, either way, Christ's love controls us. Another version says it urges us on. Our passion is clear. God urges us on. Since we believe that Christ died for all. I like that. Christ died for all. Since Christ died for all, we also believe that we, ha that we have all died to our old life. Look at your neighbor and say, your old life. Died to your old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive this new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for 
Christ who died and was raised for them. We jump over to verse 16. Is it okay to read the Bible today? It's okay to read the Bible in church. Verse 16. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. Isn't it amazing? We want to judge people and put people in boxes and categories. It's so easy to evaluate people on how they dress or their last name or the car they drive. I want to let you know God says, the Bible says God sees the heart. Men see the outside, how you dress, what you drive, what you earn, where you live. But God looks at the heart. No matter where you're from today, I want to let you know God wants you in this place today. You belong here. At one time, we thought Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone, look at your neighbor and say anyone. That word originally means everybody, 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 anyone. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. Anyone means you. Anyone means me. Everybody. That the old life is gone when we know Jesus and a new life has begun. It says in verse 20, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plea, come back to God. I want to let you know today, our passion is real and our message is clear. Come back to God. That is our goal for the city. Some people grow up, grow up in church and I meet them in coffee shops. Man, I used to go to church. I used to show up at maybe Christmas, maybe Easter once in a while. Listen, whether you went to church or not, it's not about church as much as it is God. Our message is clear. Our mandate is set. Our passion is real. And this is our motto. This is our passion. This is our marching orders. Come back to God. He's not angry. He's not upset. He's reaching out saying, come back. Come back. I want to let you know today, no matter where you find yourself today, some of you know God. Some of you are far from God. There's room on your journey today. Or, man, I don't get all this. We are so glad you are here. Some of you, maybe this was your life and you've walked away. I want you to know, come back to God. God has a plan for your life. Can someone say amen? amen? Today, for the next few minutes, if you're taking notes today, I believe in note takers. Note takers get a better seat in heaven. I just, I can't prove that, but I just, I just, I listen, take notes, say, write this title down somewhere, this thought, this is the hashtag. This is what I wanted to kind of be in your brain and settle in your heart. We are Nova. Look at your neighbor and say, you are Nova. Look at your other neighbor and say, yeah, you're Nova too. Let's pray. Can we pray one more time? Let's pray. Bow your head. Father, I thank you for today. Father, I thank you for every person in this room. Father, I thank you that you have a good plan. Father, I thank you that your church is alive and well, that this is a party. God, this is a party. When we meet a loving God and we're a people in need, we have a party. And I thank you, God, for what you're both to do. I pray these next few minutes, our goal is clear. It's not just information, but, Father, transformation, that we would be more like you. We'd understand who you are and your plan for us. Father, help me and help us. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Am I the only person that sometimes you're slow to catch on to things? Every woman's looking at their husband right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you're just slower. Than, I'm just slower than the average person. There are some things people catch on really quick, and I'm just like, right. Like, I didn't know Eminem. I, I, I didn't know his, it was his initials, Marshall Mathers. I didn't know. I thought it was a candy for a long time. I, I thought euthanasia was a youth ministry in China. I don't know. I just, I didn't know some things. I didn't know this. This happened last year. I was in the city of Pittsburgh. I had no idea that Pittsburgh had an H at the end. Some of you are like, it does? It does. I had no idea. I thought they misspelled it in the airport. I was like, there's an H on that. There's no Pittsburgh. There's no H in Pittsburgh. The worst thing is my favorite team is the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I had no idea there was an H in Pittsburgh. How many are like right now? They had no idea there's an H in Pittsburgh. Some of you are like, I'm not putting my hand up. That's just, you're in my world. 
I'm a little slow to catch on to things. Another thing I'm slow to catch on to, I would rent cars. I would drive other people's cars. And I would get out, pull into the gas station, get out, look around to find out what side the gas gauge was, the gas tank was on, because you pull up to the wrong pump. You know what I'm saying? Am I the only one that pulls in and you just can't seem to find the right side of the gas pump? That might be the girls in the room. I don't even know. But I just found out in my 20s there's a little thing on the dash. A little arrow next to your gas gauge. When it's empty, there's a little arrow that tells you what side the gas tank is on. How many did not know that? Do not put your hand up. I'm a little slow to catch on sometimes. My wife's amen from the front row today. I am the guy that used Armorall wipes on our babies when they had a mess on their face because I'm slow to catch on. But they were UV protected and had a great shine for about a week. True story. That happened. You know what else I was slow to catch on? I was living in, 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 in Europe when I was 19, and I was slow to catch on. I started to realize as I traveled through England and parts of the former Soviet Union, travel around, I started to realize, wait a minute, this, I'm in York. This is, this is Jersey. This is, I started to realize in my late teens, I don't know, I'm not the smartest kid in the drawer. I'm not, I'm not the smartest tool in the drawer. I'm not the, the brightest person. That all the names, most of the names we have in North America in the new world came out of names in Europe in the old world. I know you're smarter than me because you're looking at me with that judgment. I can see the judgment in your eyes, but I just never clued in that New York, come on, the best city, maybe the second best city in the world after Halifax. They're very similar. They just have people in buildings. But uh, the New York is new because of York in England. I didn't know that New Jersey, which has a great view of New York, is based on Jersey in Europe. I didn't know that Nova Scotia, which is Latin for... New Scotland. I remember being in England, driving from Stirling Castle towards Dundee, and I'm driving with a whole bunch of people, and we're looking at these hills, and I said to someone, I'm not impressed. They're like, you're not impressed? I'm like, no, it looks like home. And someone goes, well, there's a reason for that. I'm like, what's that? Nova Scotia means New Scotland. I'm like, right, okay, right. <laughs> I'm a little slow to catch on to some things. You know, we named the church Nova Church, not because it's a cool name, though we really like it. Not because it looks good on t-shirts and sweaters. Have you seen them in the lobby? They look so good. My son wears his to school. I'm like, what? You're wearing a church sweater to school? You know it's cool when, right? He's got swag. Is that still a word kids use? I don't even know. But that's not why we chose Nova. The word Nova means new. It's Latin. It's not a Bible name. It's not a Greek name. It's a Latin name. And it means new Scotland, Nova Scotia and new. Listen, I want to let you know the message of the Bible is this, that God makes all things new. There's something about a new start. They're so rare, but they're so valuable, aren't they? Maybe you get a chance to go to a new school. Maybe you move to a new city and a chance to reinvent yourself and go, let's put my best foot forward. But new starts are rare in life. But the Bible, this book is not a book of rules. This is not God judging the world. This is the book on God's going, hey, I got a new start. You may have messed up your past. You may have made some mistakes. You may have been through some stuff. But when God comes into your life, he wants you to know that we can have a new start, a Nova start. My friends, we are new today. We are Nova. And I believe it's a city that our city needs the message that God makes all things new. The Bible says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. God is doing a new thing. And I don't know about you, but I need a new start in my life. I need God to walk in my life when I've jacked it up and messed it up and done some things. And listen, some of you would say, man, like you said, I can't believe I'm in church today. Some of you have even said this. If I walk into church, my skin would catch on fire. People say that all the time. Listen, if you knew everything I ever said, thought, or did, you wouldn't want me to be your preacher today. If I knew everything you ever thought, said, or did, I wouldn't want you to come in this building. What a great relationship we have. Come on, somebody. How many are thankful for a new start? God gives us a new start. I want to let you know today, the message of the Bible is a new start. It's a new start. 
New York, New Jersey, New Glasgow. Listen, new you, new Mike, new Nancy, new Jim, new Todd, new Krista. We are Nova. This is the message of the Bible. God makes all things new. I want to let you know today the message cannot change. Some of you walk in here like, man, this church is, is kind of cool. Listen, I want to let you know the message will not change. The message has always been and it must always be about Jesus Christ. And he's offering a new start. The lights will change. The songs will change. The faces will change. Come on, styles will change. The coffee may change. Our location may change. But what will not change is the message of the good news of God, that God gives hope, he gives life, and he gives people a new start. That's the message today. We are Nova today. We are Nova. We live in a culture that's so quick to define and label, isn't it? Starts so young. Define you by your past. Define you by who your parents were or who your parents weren't. What's your last name? I grew up, my, my mother's from Newfoundland. My mother is from Newfoundland. And I'd be at a corner store when I was 11 in some small community. And they'd say, whose boy are you? Who's your mother? Yeah, Because your last name tells a lot about you. We're so quick to put people into labels based on how much they make or the color of their skin or the way they dress or the income or even by our mistakes. I want to let you know today, people are trying to define and confine us. They're trying to keep us in the prison that regrets build. Some of you, some of us have made mistakes and some of you are known by your mistakes. When people see you walking in, they see your mistakes. Maybe you feel like people don't even see you, your heart. They don't see your talents or your goals or your dreams. What they see is your mistake that you made five years ago, ten years ago, last week. And regret builds this prison that we get confined. Listen, God doesn't see us that way. The Bible says that we see people differently now. I want to let you know it's a new start. God is reaching out. It's a rescue mission, saving us from our mistakes from our past, from ourselves. And it says that he's reaching out to save us and make us new. We are Nova. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm Nova. Whether this is your church or you're from another church today cheering us on, you are Nova. You're new. God has a message of hope for our city, and that's our mission today. We actually see where this happens, where the hurting life meets a God of new starts in Acts chapter 9. In Acts chapter 9, we have a passage today of a man named Saul. In the Bible is story after story of story of God speaking to men and women and giving them new starts. If you feel unqualified, if you don't feel like you're talented enough, if you don't feel like you're good enough, if you don't feel like you belong enough, listen, you're a prime candidate for God to use. People say all this all the time, I don't want to go to church, man. It's full of hypocrites. And I say to them, we got room for one more. Come on, join us. <laughs> Listen, we're not perfect. We got issues. We got pain. We got stuff. But listen, God has a new start. And this Bible is full of people with issues and pain, full of murderers and adultery and, 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 and liars and thieves. And that was just the preachers. And then you got everyone else in the Bible. And God comes in and says, hey, I'm going to give you a new start today. Standard matters. But I'm going to let you know that God wants to give us a new start. In Acts chapter 9, there's a man named Saul. His drug of choice wasn't cocaine, it wasn't alcohol. His drug of choice was religion. This guy was a leader in a religious church. All religion is, is focusing on the how and removing the why. You focus on some churches like, we raise our hands, we sit down, we have stained glass, we have whatever this is, LED lights. Some have Red Bull, some have wine, I don't even know. That'd be a great communion, wouldn't it, Red Bull? That'd be a really good communion. We're not doing that, but that'd be a great idea. And we focus on the house so much. Well, i got to be there at this time. I go Saturday night. I go Sunday morning. Religion is focusing on the how and, and forgetting the why. I know some people that are religiously married. 
They sleep in the same bed, eat at the same table, but the relationship is gone. I want to let you know, this man named Saul, his focus was on the how, but not the who. His drug of choice, my drug of choice growing up wasn't cocaine. It wasn't uh, some of these other things. It was religion. Sometimes in my heart, I was so focused on the doing good things that I forgot who I was serving and who I needed to love. And there's a man here who grew up in church, but he had for, forgotten about God. And now he started actually, if you read your Bible, he started killing Christians, the people that were following Jesus, thinking he was doing the right thing. We pick it up here in Acts chapter 9, verse 1, about a man named Saul. It says this, as meanwhile Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest, he went to the boss, and he requested letters addressed to another temple, another church, in another city, and asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains, there to be killed. His sin was religion. It's amazing how we categorize sins, don't we? We're like, oh, well, that, that person, man, they should do time for that. But this is just a little, you know, tax fraud. Or, uh, you know, I just stepped dirt on my wife. But, and we, and we, we label things differently. But listen, sin is sin. And all sin is, is missing God's best for your life. And this thing, Paul, Saul, his sin was, was religion. Is, a, is so focused on how he forgot the who of relationship, of faith. It says this in verse 3. As he was approaching this city to go capture and kill more women and children and, 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 and men that were following Jesus, as he was approaching Damascus on a mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone above his head, around him. He fell to the ground and he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. The voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up, go to the city, and you'll be told what you must do. I'm so thankful that Jesus is still shining light in dark places. Some of you walk in here today, you got the best clothes you got on. You didn't know what you want to wear to church. Just whatever you got on is good, just wear something. But some of you dressed up, but there's some dark areas in your heart. God still shines light, not to expose you, but to lead you. Jesus is still talking to people. We believe in a speaking God. We don't serve a dead God with monuments and statues. We serve a God that lives. He can speak to you in your coffee shop, in your apartment, in your condo, and in this church. But Saul, this man that was killing Christians and persecuting God, had an encounter with the God that makes all things new. It says that he was blinded, and then he sent him to the city. And there he stayed for a while, and because he was around Christians, God started to do something. And from then on in Scripture, God doesn't refer to him anymore as Saul. He calls him Paul. He changes his name. Here's what I've realized. When you've had an encounter with the living God, and some of you, even today, you're like, I don't even know what to understand. I don't know if I believe this. But something inside you is starting to beat today. Go, man, I could use a fresh start. Some of you, maybe you walked away from faith because people hurt you. People disappoint you, but you're going, is it too good to be true? Yes, it's too good to be true. It's so good. It doesn't make sense. That's why it's called grace. It's not a permission to live how you want. It's that you don't deserve it. God is that good. There is no catch. Yes. God says, no, no, no. You can have a fresh start. And Saul goes in to Christians, people that are Nova, people that have a passion for this message. And they go, listen, this is the guy that killed your brother and your mom and people we know. No, no, everybody gets a fresh start. Some of you are afraid if we dig into your Facebook profile, you're like, we don't want you to come back. Some of you are like, man, if you, knew, if you knew who I was, listen, you get a fresh start today. I need a fresh start today. We need a fresh start today. This guy Saul had an encounter with Jesus, and he gave him a fresh start. 
It says he went away and was around Christians that loved on him and took him through next step classes and gave him lots of coffee. Come on, somebody. And Jehovah Java, God of more than enough coffee. It's a church joke. If you didn't get that, you're who we're after today. But you know, we spot church people. They think Joan of Arc is Noah's wife. Come on. All the homeschool kids are like, I got that one. All right. It says that he, he went with these Christians, and after some time together, it says now God called him Paul. Paul went on to write most of the New Testament of the Bible. The guy that was killing Christians against the way, had an encounter with the living God, and now he shows up and he rewrites history. He's the one we name cities after and, and churches after and our kids after, and we call him St. Paul, not murderer Saul, but St. Paul. It's an amazing how an encounter with God can change your life from the inside out. I'm not talking about personality transformation. I'm talking God wants to transform your soul, your life, your past, your present, and your future. That's the God we serve. That's what we're selling. That's what we believe. That's what we're promoting. That's what we're passionate about. It's a God of fresh starts today. Something like, I don't need a fresh start. Well, that's all right. Help us. And Saul met this God, and now God changes. No, no, I see you different. People see you a certain way, but God sees you differently. People saw Saul, but God saw Paul. He said, Paul, I see you. you have a call in your life. You're going to help me plant churches. You're going to reach people. You used to kill Christians. Now you're going to help get Christians and make Christians. And went on to be a hero of the faith and a hero of history. Quill quick today, I want to give you three points that you can know that your life is new when you meet Jesus. And we are Nova today. When you have an encounter with the living God that we're going to have here every Sunday and churches all over the city, when you encounter Jesus, here's what happens. When you are Nova, when you are new, first thing that happens, you get a new focus. You get a new focus. Your passions, your role, your job, your, your, what your life's about changes, how others see you. When you change your job, it affects how people see you. When Saul became Paul, his focus went from killing Christians to planting churches to discipling Christians to helping Christians. It's amazing how when he became new and met a living Jesus, his role changed. Some of you walked in here today going, man, I'm a hustler. I got issues. I'm known for causing drama and pain, and my life is broken relationships. And I have more anxiety than I have peace. When you meet the living God, your role changes. Your daily activity changes. Your countenance changes. Things when people go, wait a minute, something's happened now. You're, you're acting different. You're smiling more. You speak different. When you meet the living God, your role, your activity, your passions change. We have 113 people as of today on this team helping make this happen. You know what they are? They're people with a passion. Some of them didn't grow up in church. Some of them are, were far from God. But when God hit their life, listen, their passion takes a lot of work to make this happen. They're like, no, no, I'll be here at 6 in the morning. I'll be here all night. I'll be here all week. I'll give my money. I'll give my time. Me and my family and our kids are into this. Why? Because your roles change when you meet a living God. Your passions change. You go from breaking up families and hurting people to restoring people and reaching people far from God, people that are hurting, the marginalized in society. Listen, your role will change when you are Nova. Our goal is clear as a church, we're going to reach people, but your focus will change. It's how others see you. When God gets a hold of your life, there are new passions and a new vision of a life you can build. Paul started building people up. Your focus changes. Some of you need your life to change. You need your Mondays to change. The God of Sunday is the God of Monday. If this doesn't work on Monday morning, throw it out. It works. If the gospel was never made for church, it was made for the streets. It works. Your life can change. My life is different. Your focus changes. Number two, 
Not only is your focus changed, number two, you get a new legacy. You're never too young to start thinking about your legacy. Legacy, it's how, not how others see you, it's how history will see you. When you meet a living God and you become Nova, you get a, a, a new legacy. It's how you're remembered. It's how you're remembered. Saul was on a course to be remembered as a murderer, as a tyrant, as a bully, a man of hate. But Paul, after meeting the living God, he became a man that we read about. Cities were named after, churches were named after, kids were named after, and he gave his life. His legacy changed. Some of you, whether you're in your 50s, 60s, or 20s, or teens, listen, you're building a legacy. God can look after your legacy, how people see you, but how history will remember you. Some of you remembered for your issues and your drugs and your pain or your religion or your stuff. Listen, when God gets a hold of your life, it changes your legacy. I don't get time today, but my parents had a legacy they were building of pain. My dad had problems with alcohol. My mother was depressed. At one point, she tried to sit down at me at four months of age and my sister at five and was going to kill us with pills and kill, take her own life because she was in such a dark, deathly place of pain and hopelessness. Maybe you can relate today. She was building a legacy of suicide and murder and pain and my father, one of addiction. But God stepped in through a neighbor who knocked on the door that believed that God wants to give you a new start. And because one man knocked on a door, God made my family new. Now our legacy is different. My family are on this team. My dad drives a truck that you see back. My mom is walking around. The legacy has changed. My brother's here today, works for World Vision and, and helps kids all over the world. My sister is a part of this team and her family. Listen, the legacy changed. Why? Because when you meet the living God, listen, your legacy, how history will remember you would change. Some of you are like, it's too late for me. Too many marriages, too much stuff, too much pain. No, God can help your legacy. God can do more in a moment than you've done in a lifetime. We are Nova. We are Nova. Some of you are building a legacy of pain, regret, anger, lust, selfishness, but God saved you and is changing the way you'll be remembered. Some of you remember being generous. Before it was all about you, now it's all about helping. Listen, we are Nova. God changes your legacy. Number three, you get a new identity. New identity is how you see yourself. Sometimes the hardest critic we have is ourself, isn't it? Am I the only one that has those conversations? Oh, you're an idiot. Why'd you say that? Why'd you do that? Why'd you wipe the kids down with armor all wipes? Come on. <laughs> I heard someone say God made us so special that we can't pat our own backs too easy or kick our own butts. But why is it we're hard on ourselves? Am I the only one? We don't need haters drinking haterade, calling us out on social media. We're our own worst critic. Don't like the way we look, don't like the way we act, we don't think we're smart enough. Listen, when you get a hold of a God that gives you a fresh start, not only does it change how people see you or how history remember you, it changes the way you see yourself. My friend, pride is when you think you're better than everyone else. A new start, we are Nova, you understand that God inside you is bigger than the pain inside you. I don't see myself compared to others, I see myself the way God sees me. It changes my identity. It's not based on my sexuality or my past or my regrets or my pain or my confusion. It's now based on what the Bible says about me. This is not just a book of rules, it's a book of identity. I want to let you know today, you can get a fresh start in your identity today. God can help you with your identity. Guilt and shame hold you down, but God celebrates a new you. We can celebrate a new you, but you have to let go and let God make you new. Why is it we can forgive others, but we can't forgive ourselves? Why is it we can believe the best in everyone else, but ourselves? No, no I can't do that. 
Can I encourage you? Let go of that stuff that held you back and let God make you new. Listen, you can have a new identity today. It's a fresh start. We are Nova today. We are Nova. It was interesting as I read this Bible is that Paul, Saul, he had the same face that he grew up with. He had the same scars from sporting injuries and battles. He had the same yearbook picture. Come on, somebody. How many just wish they could burn their yearbook picture? Bell bottoms. Come on, somebody. He was the man that had the same face before he met God and after. Same scars. Same family. Same talents. But what happened to him is when he met God, now he had a new name. He had a new focus. He had a new legacy to build. He had a new heart. Please don't miss this. And he had a new start. I'm all about the new start because God gave me one. And some of you today, you don't know what to feel. You're like, I haven't been in church in a while. Some of you feel peace for the first time. That's God saying, listen, new start today. Some of you just can't stop crying. It might be because of the preaching. I don't know. But some of you, what is it for the first time in a long time, you feel that hard, hurt because of regret and people hurting you. All of a sudden, is it, could it be true? I can get a fresh start today. God gives a fresh start. God is in this place. You walked in here today needing a new start and you can walk out today with the same face, same family, the same car payment, the same job on Monday, but you can have be new on the inside. You can have a new start. You can have a new hope. You can have a new joy. You can have a new focus, a new passion that drives you, that tucks you in at night and wakes you up in the morning. You can wake up in the morning and go, no, 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 I'm not who I was. I'm who he says I was. The old is gone. Today is new. I met a God that gives me a fresh start. That's the God that makes all things new. Today you can have that moment. Under the sound of my voice, I don't know everybody in this room, but you may grow up in church and maybe this is the first time you've ever even tried to come into church. We're so glad you were here. But today I want to challenge you that you can have a new start by meeting Jesus. Not joining a church. Joining a church doesn't get you to heaven. It's about connecting to God. When you connect to God, one of your passions is helping build His church. But this isn't about joining a church. This might not be the right church for a lot of you. There are great churches in this city and we can help you get into those. And plugged in. Why? Because you need to belong in a family. The best things in life and the worst things in life always have a face attached to them. It's not a new phone or a new car. The most painful memories you have and the best memories is always a face. We want to help you belong. But today the face you need to know is the face of God shining down on you saying, listen, you deserve a fresh start. All over this place, if you could just bow your head just for a moment. Just for privacy. It's not a church thing. It's just to give some privacy. This isn't about who's next to you. It's about you and your life. You walked in here today like, Mike, I need a new start. Maybe marriage didn't go the way you thought it would. Maybe your kids aren't living the way you hoped they would. Maybe the business, that dream didn't happen. Maybe disappointment is more what you're known for. Maybe even abuse or to be abused or abusing others. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's just pain. Maybe it's shame. You can't look people in the eye. You just feel this heaviness of shame. Maybe you just grew up and you're just, religion was your drug. You're, man, I just so focused on stuff, but 
moment, I'm going to count to three. When you do, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in a moment. Nothing else. I'm not going to ask you to stand up. I'm not going to ask you to, to move anywhere. But in a moment, I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand. If you say, Mike, I want a new start. And we're going to pray today and believe just like Saul met Jesus on a road and turned him into Paul. I believe in this theater that is used for comedy shows and cheerleading competitions and used for school. Today, in this moment, God, the God of new, the God of Nova can meet you in your seat. And when you walk out here today, you'll have the same face and the same job, but something will be new on the inside of you. A new legacy, a new passion, a new identity that God made you new. If that's you all over this place, you're like, Mike, I need a new start. I want to meet this Jesus. I want you to pray for me. On the count of three, one, it's not everybody in this room, but it's somebody. Oh, come on, you deserve a fresh start. Two, today is your day. He wants to make you Nova. He wants to make you new. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you, one, two, three, just raise your hand all over this place. All over this place. All over this place. I see hands all over this place. You can put it right back down. You can put it right back down. I want to pray for you. All over this place, everyone in this room, can we stand to our feet all together? As we get ready to close in a moment, as we get ready to sing our last song, I want to pray for you today. This is a new church. The message is as old as time. He said, God is good and we are not, but he gives us a new start. You walked in one way, you can walk out another. You walked in you, you can walk out Nova. You walked in with pain, you can walk out with vision. You walked in with regret, you can walk out with hope today. God wants to make you new. Let's pray all over this place. Let's pray together. Come on, Father God, I thank you for these people in this room. Father, I thank you that you make all things new. You said old things are passed away, old things are dead. And behold, all things are new. God, you're the God of the new. And I pray for every man, every woman, every teenager in the sound of my voice that lifted their hand. I pray you'd meet them right where they are right now. In the middle of their pain and their dreams and their talents and their regrets and their life. Right now, would you meet them where they are? Lord Jesus Christ, you're not here to judge us. You're here to save us, to reach us wrap your arms around us and say welcome home he's not a wall he's a bridge to hope this church is a bridge to hope father right now I pray you'd meet them right where they are I pray regret right now washing off I pray abuse walking washing off I pray addictions falling off I pray confusion coming off and I speak life I speak hope and I speak joy in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus come on somebody can we give a round of applause today as we sing this song Come on, let's sing this together today. Let's sing this together.